What's up? What's up? What's up? We are now into season three, episode six of Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney B. Y'all, this week, I don't even want to have to talk about my boys like this, but I got some bad news. I ain't even going to call it bad news, but we definitely going to get into what happened with the Lions this weekend. I got a few other things to touch on, so y'all already know. Let's get this show started. What's up? What's up? You are now tuned in to Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney B. Y'all, I really, really, really love my trailer. I'm gonna just start by saying I be so tired. Like, for real, for real. Y'all see, actually, I forgot my glasses if I'm looking. Um, because I get off at midnight, I cannot go straight to sleep. And then I get up super early to do this because I got other obligations to do on Tuesdays, extra work. And then I still work. So I want to make sure I get up and do this. So I'll be so tired. But then when I hear my trailer, I'll be bang, jamming in the back, dancing to the music. So now I'm up, I'm cranked, I'm ready. Let's get it started, y'all. So I'm going to just start with the Lions. The Lions took a horrible L, shut out of the end zone, shut out a points, period, 29 to zip. Rookie quarterback, rookie second-string quarterback at that. Bailey Zappi did what needed to be done. Well, I – the okay, tongue twisted already. 29 to zip. I mean, 29 to zip. This is the same team who was scoring over 30 points a game. Past four games, we get to game five, and boom, now we one and three. One and four, I mean. One into the bye week. I, I don't know. I don't I, – I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> like, ah. What's frustrating, though, as a fan is you go from number one offense to we can't even score a point. I don't know who the hell Jared Goff was throwing the ball to when he fumbled it and it was um, a scooping score. Like, I don't even see who was over there. You wasn't throwing it away. You should have took the sack. We was down. First off, that play should have never happened. Why are we going for it on fourth down? It's like fourth and nine. Okay, y'all got rid of the kicker. Put somebody, I mean, we had a kicker and a punter. <laughs> to be honest, neither one of them existed in yesterday's game. Neither one. I mean, not yesterday's, but Sunday's game. Frustrating to say the least, but, I mean, what the hell? What's crazy is the Lions special teams is actually one of the better um, teams between special teams, offense, and defense on a whole damn team. And here we go. Not even utilizing them. Okay, I get it. The last week the kicker was ass, but, I mean, y'all get rid of them. You don't even get a other kicker a chance. I mean, what's frustrating to me is this new era of football that's going forward on fourth down and being super aggressive when you don't have to be. It, it, it really, I don't get it, and I don't like that about Dan Campbell. 
you know, last year we got it. Okay, the Lions is going to do some some fun stuff. You know, we might not punt it. We might throw it we, on, on fourth down, or for sure we're going to go for it on fourth down. It it keeps other teams guessing and has to have to be prepared for anything. But when you right there, you need the points. We we literally were in a manageable game because a lot the defense actually did a good job. Um, a decent job. I won't say it was super good, but it was better. And a lot kept the, kept them out of the end zone a lot. And instead of uh the Lions Taking the points. I mean, we went for it on fourth down so many times. It was actually um, the Lions set a record for the most failed fourth down attempts in that game. Went for it six times and didn't get one. And actually on one of them, it was a damn scoop and score. I mean, and I, I know everybody, you have off days. You know, DeAndre Swift wasn't there. Amaran St. Brown was very limited. T.J. Hawkinson was not the same T.J. Hawkinson from the prior week. None of them was. I mean, Jamal Williams, he did what he do. And Craig Reynolds came out and did what he could. You know, Reynolds, you had a few. Um, the wide receiver went Reynolds. He had a few good plays. But it was just like the offense was non-existent. Non-existent. And then, I, I mean, I want to say the Lions won a time of possession battle. It was just zero points. And, 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 and instead of us, okay, because Jack Fox, we know Jack Fox going to do his thing. He's been doing it for years since he's been on the team. But instead of you taking, okay, Jack, what we going to do, we going to pin them back deep in the end zone. I mean, deep, you know, in their own territory, and make them work to score. No, let's give them good field position at the 40, at the 50. I mean, I don't know. As a Lions fan, though, y'all, I was super mad. Just just watching everything that could have been different. And and I've been saying this since the Lions played Green Bay last season when we were up, went into the locker room and scored not a point uh, in the second half, and I said they went in that locker room and, and, and ate Cheez-Its. I promise you, I swear I think it's got to be some kind of, I mean, I don't know, snack time when it's halftime because it's never any adjustments coming out of halftime. You see the other team make their adjustments and the Lions, nothing changes. It's like not even a game plan, plan on defense for the other team. Like, what the hell are we doing when we go into halftime? Like, I mean... I mean, I don't know. It, 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 I want to be a fly on the wall because you can't convince me to believe that they in the back talking about the game and what needs to be done to improve going into the second half. And none of these games. It, I, I can't recall any game where it seemed like the Lions made any kind of adjustments. And it's frustrating as a fan because – you don't want to give up. You know, I'm not going to give up at the end of the day. I'm still going to be a Lions fan. I'm still going to ride with the Lions, win or lose. But it's like we get these glimpses of hope and win. Okay, well, maybe the Lions can do it this season. And maybe this season will be better and maybe something will be different. And, and it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. You know, 
rant and rave about number two overall pick Aiden Hutchinson, and it's like I didn't did they call his number? <laughs> you know, I and I said he had like one pressure, maybe uh, a pressure and a half on the quarterback, and that's it. You know, Bailey Zappi, what what the Patriots show is that Bill Belichick really is a Hall of Fame coach. He really is good at what he do. It's like he looked like a veteran. He he did not seem like a rookie. He looked comfortable. He, it, it, I don't know. Like they defense, it's just with some horrible matchups. Like, um, I just said Hawkinson and Judon. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 disappointed in the team though. I'm I'm disappointed. I I wanted to see, you know, it was just I I'm not, I don't even know what to say. Savion Smith, he did go out cornerback. He was in, you know, defense trying to do something new, shake up the team and then boom. I mean, here we go. We have injuries, you know, it's it we're already always injury riddled. The scary part about it is he just collapsed. You know, it didn't even seem like a he was hit. He just went down with an apparent neck injury. And, I mean, last reports that I was updated and looked at that he was moving and he was good. It was just, you know, imagine having to be carted off in an ambulance. Like, it's very seldom do you see an ambulance in the, on the field. But it's just the Lions, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it be key players that just go down. Like I mean, everybody want to talk about how explosive DeAndre Swift is, and I agree. You know, when DeAndre Swift is health healthy, Swift, when DeAndre Swift is healthy, and in the game he is an impact player. But how often is that? You know, DeAndre Swift have been more injured than he's played. So as a Lions fan, I don't care for Swift because I don't know what his ability is outside of being injured, being injury prone. You know, we can't depend on him for a full season. And so I don't know why it's fair to put him in the list as an impact player because if I wanted to say any one of our running backs was explosive in the in, – and an impact player, as much as I love Jamal Williams, it would really be Craig Reynolds because it's like with Jamal Williams, you kind of know he going to run up the middle. When they put Jamal Williams in, he run up the middle. He not taking too many side steps. Whereas Craig Reynolds, you don't know which side of the field he going to go through. He's going to figure out where to get open, how to get open, and get a lot of yards after that ball is in his hand. We don't have that with DeAndre Swift, you know, because he can't stay healthy. And, you know, it's like, oh, we we miss Swift. We miss St. Brown. Well, we definitely miss St. Brown, but how do you miss a player that don't play? You know what I'm saying? Like, me as a fan, I want to see Swift. I want to see Swift healthy for a number of games and really see how his health benefits the team more so than Swift had a great game. He was out. We put him back in. Oh, he's injured again. Like, I mean, I don't know. And, and, and is Brad Holmes going to 
Like, what does his contract look like for the future? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign him. I just wouldn't. I mean, where, where is the benefit? I need a running back who can do this in every game. And and when DeAndre Swift was with Matthew Stafford, he was injury prone. So I'm just, I'm, um, more power to him. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do from here and how many games we're going to win. Like, the schedule does not get easier. You know what I'm saying? And it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I don't want to rant. I don't want to – I don't want to move on. You know, this team just was – it was garbage. Four for 12 on third down. But this was the same third down that everybody was excited about on the defense. Aaron Glenn bragging and Zaloni. Oh, we got defense – I mean, we got third down in the bag. And then the offense, I don't know. Are y'all moving along? So let's talk about some other crazy games. I think, I mean, another shocker breaking. Oh, you know what was shocking is that the Giants beat Green Bay in London. I you know I, I love any team that can beat Aaron Rodgers. I really think that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady is just done this year, though. To be honest, like Tom should have been left, and I I really want to say his family life, his personal life, is affecting his game. But I also just, I don't know, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Everybody love him. That game against the Falcons, definitely questionable. Um, that roughing the passer call, like the officials from college to football, um, NCAA to NFL, the whole weekend, it was just like they had off games. Like some of them caused, I don't know. Y'all, it was, this weekend was, it's hard to get up here and do this show today and not cuss or act a fool on some of this stuff. But the Bucks did win 21-15. Um, that's all I got to say about that. The Rams and the Cowboy the Rams and the Cowboys game 22-10. I really do not see them bringing Dak Prescott back. Like, Cooper Rush is to the Cowboys what Dak Prescott was to the Cowboys when he first came on the team and started as a starter and was just undefeated and doing things that teams were not prepared for, and they was winning. That's all I got to say about that. I personally, as the owner, as a coach, Dak Prescott would not start over Cooper Rush, just period. If we had to look at the wins and the losses, you know, I don't know. Because they pay this man, he's probably going to go back in the game. But as soon as it, Dak is, is back to his usual self, here come Cooper Rush. And I don't see nothing wrong with it. Um, I truthfully do feel like Cooper Rush will go on next season and play for another team. If he can get out of that contract, they could trade him some kind of way. He, he will go and be a quarterback. I, I can see him right now replacing Carson <laughs> It's, uh, or even um, Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. But, hey, I, I shit, Dak Prescott in Dallas. He going he gonna to be a starter next season. Watch. 
Um, but as far as Matthew Stafford and the, I mean, in the Rams, it's it's tough to look at Matthew Stafford with these expectations that are. Like, I don't know if I should say out of reach because the man is the reigning Super Bowl champ. And it's like I want to see him in that light. Like, Matthew Stafford went to a better team. He's doing better. But it's almost like he has – he's back on the Lions with just a kind of better roster. He has no protection. And Matthew Stafford – has not in all of his years in the league, what is his this his thirteenth season? Um, or his fourteenth season. In all of that time, Matthew Stafford has not figured out how to actually play under pressure. Matthew Stafford under pressure, you know, is not a good thing. It's not, you know, that's like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is amazing. But when he once you sack Aaron Rodgers like two times, it's over. He's rattled. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if that's something I could see, I'm sure other teams know that. So I don't know. But it's like Matthew Stafford, if he don't have time to really drop back and throw, some of his throws are not gonna be on target. Some of them will be sloppy. One thing I can say that that is better is that he don't fumble when he go down like he used to. But I just feel sorry for Matt because I, you know, as a longtime Detroit Lions fan, you know, I'm I like Matthew Stafford. Just because he's not our quarterback anymore, I still like Matthew. I rooted for him for so long. Um, I don't really want to see him fail. Now, where failing is good as a Lions fan is because we get that pick. You know what I'm saying? So of course, you know, tank. But I don't think they're doing it on purpose. But, I mean, we would love to get a good pick. It's just, dang, I don't know. Watching Matthew Stafford on the sidelines and just everything, it 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 wasn't a, it wasn't good for me. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they lost 10-22. That's going to be, okay, so they division – the only team really in their division that's really doing it right now is San Fran. And they kind of got some catching up to do with their record. But Jimmy G, you know, Jimmy G is proving that he really is a good quarterback and he really fits in with San Francisco. And I'm very sure um, Kyle Shanahan is happy with what he has because I don't think with Trey Lance they would be as good right now but I don't know so in in in, in that division between um the Rams the Cardinals the Seahawks and the 49ers <laughs> I had to get that together um yeah I think the 49ers are the better team like last year was the Rams I mean, you know what, to be honest, too, it could have been the Cardinals because the Cardinals were still undefeated at this point in in the season. And it was like, oh, um, the Cardinals was going to win the division. Nope. I think that the 49ers will win their division. And I, I honestly, 
think that the NFC championship would probably be the 49ers versus the Eagles. Um, but I don't know because the, the division with the Eagles, what is it, the NFC um, East? I don't know because Dallas, um, Philadelphia, New York, the Giants, the Giants, I mean, Brian Dable, he took – Hell, he making me want to be a giant. Like, and that's what Daniel Jones needed. He needed Brian Dabble. Um, the only thing about the, the Giants I don't like is Kenny Galladay. Uh, I don't. But that's neither here nor there. But in the NFC, I do think it's going to be San Francisco and um, Philadelphia. I think that Matthew Stafford will go back to the playoffs, which is good for him. Um... But I don't see them going all the way this season. Um, I definitely think that Aaron Donald will retire after this season, win or lose. Uh, the Bears and the Vikings game was good. I mean, the Vikings the Vikings is a polished piece of shit, to be honest. They're not as good as they come across. They, you know, you look at on paper and the, the Vikings are decent, but for real, for real, mm-mm. If you game plan correctly for the Vikings, you really can win. The Lions should have won that game, and the Bears were very close to winning as well. Um, which, which is weird because the Bears made a better record than the Lions, though, so I'm not even going to talk a lot of shit. But, I mean, they – Justin Fields wasn't ready, and um, they got a lot of work to do, but – we played them twice still this season, and I, when I say we, I mean the Lions, and I'm it's questionable. Like, at this point, and I don't want to see Dan Campbell lose or I want to see him get fired. I like Dan Campbell. I feel like he's a great rah-rah cheerleader guy. Um, it's funny because I was listening to one of my favorite sports show um, podcasts. I listen every morning. Um, but the other day they was talking about how um Dan Campbell would be a phenomenal TED talk giver and I, he will like he he commands the room when he speaks and he says some great things that's really motivational but i mean how do that translate in the Xs and Os on the field when it comes to this game because some of these decisions are dumb and we got to play these teams and it's it's scary but either way it go I don't know. Um, I don't know. Another crazy football team is Denver. Y'all, they hate Russell Wilson in Denver. I mean, the way that you can just hear the fans booing through the TV is crazy. And I get it. Like, you know, you can't just up and change the schedule and stuff in the middle of the season. But what I think is so crazy for the franchise period is they have all of these um, premium primetime games. Like, I think, I believe, didn't Denver open up on Thursday night football? Or no, that was um, the Rams. So maybe Denver had Sunday night football for week one or Monday night football. But the next week it was either, if, if it wasn't Monday night, it was Monday night the next week. So y'all get it. They had a Thursday night game and already about to have another Thursday night game this week. Um, I mean, Monday night next week. I would not want to be on primetime if I was Russell Wilson. Not to say, you know, he, I mean, I don't think Russell Wilson is a media whore anyway, but he ain't doing good. 
you know, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, you know, those are premium games, only game on. Everybody going to be tuned in. And you have the world watching you suck and listening to the fans boo you. I am. And, you know, we wanted to go roll with Pete Carroll was the problem in Seattle. And I do still think Pete needs to uh, retire. But it's not looking good for Russ. Like, Russ is definitely looking like he needs to go ahead and hang it up. He's... I don't know, and I don't think it's nothing personal. I think his family life is beautiful. Um, what they show on social media, at least, is beautiful. You know, you we don't know what happens behind closed doors. I'm 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 hoping for the best for them, but I'm I just think that his time is is deteriorating. It's fading. I don't know, but I feel bad. And then Monday they play the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers aren't playing to the level that they were playing at last season, but. Um, I, I don't think I don't. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be a tough game for us. It's at chart at LA at home for the Chargers. That's gonna be a tough game. One thing though, I will say about LA is they will bring out another um set of fans like. I don't know. Maybe next season it may seem like home games for them. But I know, like, when I went out to SoFi last season for the Lions game, we was deep. And it it seems like when I watch the games, like, these fans are there. I love traveling fans um, because seeing your team at home is cool. But actually being there in the atmosphere and the away games and, then like, visiting new stadiums and seeing new things is always cool as well. But – the L.A. teams, um, the Rams, and the Chargers do not have home court advantage when they have home court advantage. That's all I want to say about that. Thursday's game is about to be a snooze fest. Washington versus Chicago. Um, Yeah, snooze fest. I'm going to watch it because I'm going to watch it. You know, I don't have anything else to do but work. So why not watch football? But um, who's going to be watching that? <laughs> Who's going to be excited to watch that? Like, I'm not even sure if the Bears fans is like, yes, we're going to play Washington and we're going to win. Who's going to win that game? Probably Washington. Depending on who plays better, I guess. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Let's move on from NFL right quick and touch on the NCAA. Michigan State, I'm not even going to start today and talk junk about them because we knew they was going to lose. Well... We didn't know they was going to lose, but it was a, a bigger possibility of losing than winning against Ohio State, especially because they've been playing like garbage anyway. So to get Ohio State in the building, a number one, like the basically the number one team in the country, even though they're ranked number three, it's, it's still some bull with the whole how they rank and stuff because they did pull Michigan to number five over Clemson, which pissed me off. Just to let y'all know, them voters really be playing you. And it, and, and it all have something to do with how they be trying to put them playoffs together at the end of the season. And I don't like that. Don't play Michigan. Don't come for Michigan. But anywho, because um, I just got real mad, y'all. Um, Ohio State, I mean, with Michigan, their defense did what they had to do. They had an interception. They didn't, like... It was 20 to 49. I expected more of a blowout. I really expected for Ohio State to shut them out of the end zone like they was almost done to Minnesota. That didn't happen. Oh, well. But um, what, what was crazy is the stadium cleared out. 
Like, I don't know if it was after halftime and they kept showing the stadium and it was like people was just leaving and leaving and leaving. And it's it sucked because, okay, like, fan bases are... I've been at Lions games where people were starting to leave, but not like that. Um, But actually, people have. But it's not normal, I guess. I don't know. I say that to say one thing about the Spartan fans is if they not rocking with you, they not rocking with you at all. <laughs> like, when you up, the fans is up with you, they good. But when a team is down and it's like no support, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of steep. Especially, you know, if I was like, got to look in the fans' wing. Can't make no noise. Can't throw them off because ain't nobody to make noise. Eh. I just I wanted to touch on that. Um, so they play Wisconsin this week. Probably going to lose that game too, <laughs> just to be honest. Um, so I don't know. Let's talk about number five, Michigan. Doing it on the road. J.J. McCarthy, I believe, threw his very first interception of the season. Not... Not bad for J.J. He definitely buttoned up on his throws. You could see it wasn't so much pressure and forcing the ball on some of his deep passes, and it worked. It worked for them. Even though it was like a lot of times I was like, Michigan is going to give this game up. They're going to lose. Um, they did drop the lead at some point um, versus Indiana, and Indiana was a good team. They held on. Early, early in the game, the running backs coach, he went down on the sideline, report said he st- suffered a stroke. And it was kind of, you know, tragic when you seen Blake Corum and um, Edwards on the sideline upset, you know, physically upset, crying and everything and having to go back into the game and play. So I think that that affected the players on both sides of the ball um, equally in the first half. And – you know, coming out of the second half, it was reported that they did speak with the coach. The coach said, play, I'm there in spirit. And then the team went off. What was appreciative is that, you know, um, I can't think of the coach name. Let me see. Did I write it down? Nope, I didn't write it down. But um, he he used to coach on Indiana as well for Indiana. So at that moment, it was like the coaches and the staff on the Indiana side was there on the Michigan side to um, show their support as well. So I do think that that was a part of the game that was, like, heartfelt, and you could tell it was effective on both sides of the ball a little bit. But it was good that once Michigan, the the team, the they were able to speak with their coach you could see the difference in the second half where it was almost like they shut Indiana out um, in that second half, and the defense was amazing. I, I personally think that they should have put in a different quarterback for Indiana because the defense started to really get to um, that quarterback a lot, a whole, whole lot. And in my eyes, I'm like, I mean, well, the game is lost at this point. If you really want this – Quarterback to continue on into next games without any injuries, let's just go ahead and pull the plug and call it, you know, a spade a spade and get it done. But, no, that's not what they were doing, um, and they lost. Michigan, uh, let's see, do I have anything else? Oh, this week, uh, the defense struggled first half. I got that up there, but the second half, Morris and Ogie did their thing. 
They play Penn State. That's going to be a good game. They play Penn State at home. This is what is irritating. Why we ain't got no night games yet? Like, I'm tired of big noon kickoff. What's crazy, though, is I'm going to be at a funeral. I don't know. when I'm going to probably have to watch the Michigan game straight through uninterrupted Sunday morning. Because I'm not even going to be able to sit there and watch it this weekend like I want to. And that's really going to kind of stress me out because this is like the big game. Like it was Iowa was big. Okay, just J.J. McCarthy's first role star and Iowa has been known to put teams away. But Penn State, Penn State reminds me a lot of Michigan State last um, season where they was like unranked and then came in doing their thing. Like Penn State is a top 10 team. So you said every week this is going to be real competition for J.J. Tough competition. This will be tough competition for J.J. Um, starting against Penn State is at home. That may be an advantage. Um, you know, the big cows get crazy, but I'm excited to see this game. Um, the Nittany Lions, the Big Ten to me is the best conference in um, all the NCAA. It's just like the scheme and the teams and all of that. Like, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. Georgia and Alabama, they are good. Um and you got some up-and-coming teams, UCL, I mean, USC, um, OSU. You know, it's some it's some teams out there, but it ain't nothing like the Big Ten. And I ain't even trying to be um, biased, but seriously, like, Penn State is boiling. So, do I think Penn State going to win? No, I don't. Do I think that it's going to be a close game? Like, yet last night's... Um, Monday night game, what was it, 29-30 with the um, Chiefs and the Raiders. That game was so good to me. It was a nail-biter. Like, oh, my God, like, who's really going to win this game? I think that's how the Michigan and Penn State game going to be, and I'm I'm excited for it, for real. I wish I could be there, but I have things to do. Unfortunately, my uncle passed away, so his funeral is going to be on Saturday, so I'm going to be with my family. Um, but I'm going to watch football. If I got to put my AirPods in and listen to it, y'all know I'm going to watch it. So don't think for any reason I'm not going to catch some stuff. It's just I like to watch and see all the way through, so I will probably sit down on Sunday and watch the game. A few more things to talk about before I let y'all go because I've been it's been a while. Um, this, this, okay, so I don't even think I talked about this last week. I don't think I did because it came out a little bit after Tuesday. So, Draymond Green, I might have talked about it. I don't know. We're going to talk about it now, though. So, I don't know if it's an update for y'all. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I'm updating y'all or we talking about it for the first time. But however way, whichever. Draymond Green, it had came out that he was suspended for two days uh, for a scuffle with Jordan Wood. I mean, Jordan Poole. Now, we don't know exactly what happened at that point. We just know him and Jordan got into it. Um, it got a little physical, maybe, maybe, allegedly. And he was suspended for two days. Now, you know, preseason just started with basketball, so kind of weird. But a few days later, here go a leaked tape, you know, showing a snippet of what happened. You don't really know what happened leading up to whatever, but you see Draymond kind of um, get up in Jordan's face. Jordan pushed him out his face, and then Draymond, like, basically, you know. He hit him. It looked like it was pretty hard, but, I mean, Jordan didn't seem bruised up. And then he, uh, furthermore, you know, I don't know. 
But Jeremiah, he came out and he was talking about how he going to take some time away from the team. He don't know how long it's going to be. And he was embarrassed for the video amongst just being upset that it was leaked because no other team practice videos have been leaked. So who who leaked that footage? You know, who sold that to TMZ, to the blogs? That's really foul for both of them, for both Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Because if I was Jordan Poole, I wouldn't want nobody to see me get hit like that, especially by my teammate. Like, it's kind of kind of tragic. But for Draymond Green, it's like, here you go, always aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Like, he needs help. He really do. Like, Draymond Green is super aggressive, and they – they put it sweeping under the rug as he's a great defensive player. He's a good player for the team. But, I mean, I I wouldn't want nobody out here always feeling like they got to kick ass and, and be aggressive and fight and be angry. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. You know, he's recently married. Hopefully, you know, his wife, um, I believe her name is Hazel. Uh, hopefully Hazel can talk to him through this and, you know, he he needs he needs to speak with someone though. He may need uh, anger management. I know definitely. I I used to blow up. I went through a situation this weekend where I definitely, um, definitely could feel and see my growth in all of this because the old me would have just flew off the handle. But the new me is thinking before I make decisions and thinking before I act on things where. I could be basically ruining long-term friendships um, or, you know, say the wrong thing and and just ruin, you know, things for me in the future. So I had to learn how to control my emotions and deal with them internally and not just explode on people for no reason sometimes. Even though we may feel like he had it coming, sometimes they don't. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Even though they should. It's it's the time and the place when for when people got to have it coming, and that's what Draymond just need to learn. Um, so I just I think it's unfortunate for the Warriors reigning um and the NBA champions, and now you know this is this is what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Jordan Poole just was awarded um by Stephen Curry for being the best free throw shooter in the league last season and a lot of people they're not talking about that because the only thing people want to really talk about is the fact that he got knocked out almost by Draymond Green and it's on camera that is embarrassing that is embarrassing Draymond they are they need to do better um last but not least Bronny LeBron James son turned 18 over the weekend his for his 18th birthday his parents went all out and threw him a nice little party but the best gift had to come from Nike. 18-year-old, already got an NIL deal. They not saying how much it's for, but remember when Master P-Son um, was able to get his NIL deal like psh, right out of high school, or he might have still been in high school too, but going to college. It was like for millions. I think $2 million or something, that tech deal. They hush about this Nike deal. It's cool because, you know, LeBron James, when he was 18, I believe he was actually still in high school when he got his first Nike deal. Um, And now his son, second generation, is doing the same thing. And we know Nike ain't. Nike is breaking him off because of his daddy. It's just, I want to know how much it is. But at 18, you know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine. I, I just, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's really, really good that these players are now being able to be paid for their likeness. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it sucks for people like Reggie Bush and other people 
you know, in the past who couldn't capitalize off of this and then was kind of punished for it. But my only hope, and I will keep saying it, and I don't really have this issue with Bronny because of where he come from. You know, his parents are already making money, so they know how to manage money. He probably has better money management skills even now as an 18-year-old and can have access to um, resources for that. But, like, if it was my daughter, you know what I'm saying? We ain't rich. You know, we live decent. We comfortable. But the girl gets $20 and want to go to the dollar store, $5 store, and the store and buy a whole bunch of Hershey bars and all of that. So, you know, we not managing money good over here. So I can't imagine $20,000, 200000 2 Everybody have everything they need. whole bunch of Summer Walker posters, candy, all her friends have press-ons. They'd be all good. So I don't think money management is essential when it for NIL. But congratulations, Brownie. Um, yeah. One thing about LeBron, though, he, he going to do it. And them, I bet you all them other kids going to get some money, too. But... Mm, you know what I want to look into and see if Shaq's son, I think it's Sharif, Sharif um, playing basketball in college. I'm going to see if he got an NIL deal. I'm going to let y'all know. But let me go ahead and get out of here because I don't want to hold y'all. I know y'all got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. I got to get this girl to school and just get this Tuesday prepared for I do have a little bit of exciting news for you guys. Life support success against all odds is still out and I have entered in my first major retailer selling my paperback. The book has always been on Amazon for the ebook, but I just put my paperback on Amazon this weekend. So you can get me in Amazon. Just, um, you know, search life support success against all odds. You will see the book come up. It's $14.99 on Amazon as well. It is still on my my website as well. Um, so you can get it both places. If you order from the website, of course, it is signed by me. But um, Amazon, I don't have a stamp to send to Amazon so that they can sign. I'm sorry. But I am working on getting into other major retailers, guys. So please just continue to keep me in your prayers that this works for me, you know, juggling sports talk, uh, work, and, you know, my book. I'm very, very busy, but I do it for y'all. I want to be able to inspire somebody to continue to reach their dreams and follow, I mean, to continue to follow their dreams and reach their goals. So that's the point of the book. I want you to read it and become inspired by my struggles, my life. And so I'm in major retailers because I want to reach more people, people that may not watch this show that can go ahead and readily buy it or people from other parts of the States um, and different parts of the U S and outside of the U S that I can't actually physically talk to, but that could see my book and want to buy it. So I'm excited to be on Amazon. And I'm not going to tell y'all my next moves where I'm going to go, but just know I want to be in major retailers. So I'm working on, that and i thank you guys for all of your support oh big smile you couldn't see it over the mic and y'all i'm out season two i'm sorry season three episode six what's up what's up 
You are now tuned in to Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney B.